This is the Moms in Prayer International Training Channel. We're offering you the training you need to intercede powerfully, scripturally, and specifically in 15 minutes or less. Today, I'll be joined by Pat Kenny and Gail Haddon to discuss the power of step two, confession. Let's do this. Girls, introduce yourselves. My name is Pat Kenny, and I'm the division coordinator of New England States. My name is Gail Haddon, and I'm the division coordinator for the Heartland States. Gail, the word confession sounds scary. That's our second step of prayer and actually can sound really unfun, but we should probably explain right from the start that this step of prayer is actually done silently, right? That is right. And it's not scary. It is silent confession. Well, Lee, you know, praise Thanksgiving and intercession. We do those in one accord with the other moms, but confession is special because it's one accord just with me and with God. And I'm not distracted by hearing what God's dealing with you about because you're not speaking it out loud. I am just listening to what God's telling me and responding to him. And I love that Fern Nichols, who is our ministry founder, told us one time that a pure heart is behind the power of prayer. And so confession is hugely important as one of our four steps. But it's not scary. Leaders, don't be afraid to let God do his work in that two or three minutes of silence. Let women hear from him and respond to him. It's powerful. It is Mm -hmm. powerful. Pat, why does moving from a time of confession naturally flow after a time of praise? Well, there's power in the praise because we're focused on God. Um, So when we start our prayer, the praise gets us into who he is. For instance, when we pray that God is being faithful, we become aware of our own lackluster faith. We become aware that he is almighty. He's powerful. He is the ultimate faithful God. And in light of God's faithfulness, my faith is meager. But Mm. confession is a time to get right with the Lord. And that's the time where we can go deeper in prayer. Why do we need to ask for forgiveness again if we're already forgiven in Jesus when we become a Christian? We sin every day. And just by being alive, because we are all sinners, imperfect, we're all broken vessels. And and so it's highlighted when we praise God. It highlights the fact that we need him and that we are unworthy, yet he is worthy. I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, this is, this is a perfect example because I felt this happened a lot as my girls grew. I would go to my mom's in prayer group. I would sit down at the table and my heart was irritated. I might've been you know, harsh with the girls. They didn't get their shoes on in time. They didn't get their lunchbox ready for the bus. Some of them were late for the bus. I had to wave the bus down. And I got to the table and realized, Lord God, that I'm in your presence and I need forgiveness. I just need it because my heart was just not ready. So my heart needs to be right with the Lord before we start and um, actually do the hard work of prayer. I so get that, Gail. I'm sure you do too, because every single day presents mothers with the opportunity to confess, right? I mean, like there are (laughs) no perfect moms, even when you have kids who are grown, right? Oh, that is for sure. So why are we going to confess? Well, one, it's a command. I mean, 1 John 1, 9, which is on our prayer sheet today, says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let's start there. But, you know, also 
gosh, we want to have fellowship with God who loves us so much. And I think of a verse from Isaiah 59.2 that tells us that our sins have hidden God's face from us so that he will not hear our prayers. We need to be heard. We, as we're moving into intercession for our children, I don't want any of my hidden sins to impact whether or not God hears and the power to flow. I love this verse from 1 John 1, 6 and 7, because I kind of feel like it's a get real with God verse. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. We don't want to restrict the flow of the Holy Spirit because of our unconfessed sin. We want to be fully surrendered to the Lordship so that our prayers flow and there's power there. So Confession is a really important step. I totally agree. And this confession gives us a new measure of confidence to intercede. Absolutely. Right. And I find often that we finish our time of confession and we go into the Thanksgiving. But when we finish our time of confession, I feel as though hearts are lifted, that we have just peeled off anything that was holding us back, any bondage that we may have. It's actually a beautiful thing. And the confidence comes from the Lord. I mean, in Hebrews 4.16, it tells us, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. This is how the Lord wants us to come. But we cannot have confidence if we have things that are burdening our hearts with sin. And so that we can receive the mercy and find grace to help and to help us in our time of need. It's a beautiful thing knowing that we're not condemned. We are loved. We are forgiven. We want to have full access to God. And I know that sin stops up not our ability to talk to him. It's not like he tunes out his ears and says la 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 to us when we have a disagreement with our kids, but it stops up at least a part of the flow in our conversation. And I don't know about you guys, but I am desperate for him to show up in every area of my motherhood. You guys too? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. right. And in our prayer group, it also, it also gives us unity with the women that we pray with. Because we all need Jesus to show up. So mm-hmm. Gail, this, yes. this prayer that we're praying, it isn't just like, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. And that's what we say. This like blanket statement. Right, right. We, we want to go beyond that simple prayer of salvation that we prayed. You know, Lee, I kind of think of it like weeding my garden. I don't go to my garden and just pull off the flowering head of the weed and say, okay, got that one. Mm. That's just the symptom that there's a weed. When I weed my garden, I need to go to the root. So I really think confession is similar to that. There are symptoms of my sin, and then there's the roots of my sins. Well, like for instance, when I'm feeling anxious and fearful and worried, I know that is a symptom of sin. It's like the flower head of that weed, but I know there's a root there. And so I need to confess that anxiousness and my worriedness, but I want to go deeper and get the root out and say, Lord, I can see I am not trusting you with something. I am trying to control something that is not mine to control, and I confess that to you. Or if I get angry and I get this self-righteous attitude going on with my kids and I'm unkind and I say something that I'm sorry about, I need to confess to the Lord and I need to confess to them. But I want to get the root, and that root is pride. 
and I need to confess that because God, when we are in confession time with him, he reveals truth to us. Confession is really agreeing with God about what my sin is and then surrendering to Jesus as our Lord. In Romans 12, it tells us that we're to be living sacrifices before him. We need to repent and turn away from that root sin. And we need to make plans to change. All during that small time of confession, we're working Mm -hmm. on that. We can rest in knowing too that Christ has already forgiven us. So isn't that a part of our confession time? Is this overflowing gratitude? Mm, Definitely. The gratitude. And then also we get to ask God to help us as we move forward. He doesn't leave us stuck. Mm -hmm. He is there to help us as we repent and ask him to help us change. Pat, is this a part of the hour that you've come to dread this small window of confession. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And I think that the more comfortable you get with with the four steps of prayer, the more important you find that this confession time is. I mean, it really is truly freeing. As Gal had talked about, you know, it's the Lord. He searches our hearts. The Holy Spirit's convicting our hearts of what we may try to hide behind those closed doors in our heart. And so this actually is is a freeing time, I find, because once we allow that quiet time to have the Spirit indwell in us, working on our hearts, it makes us realize there really is nothing that we can hold back. We have to let it all out. And so it's a beautiful thing. It's freeing and the burdens are released of that sin. I love that. And because this is a silent time, it would be awkward for us to model this out loud. But I was thinking, (laughs) Pat and Gail, since we have you here, I'd love everybody to hear how we transition from praise into confession. And then kind of like after a short pause, let's model how you would lead the transition into our third step, Thanksgiving. So Pat, would you be our group leader today and help us transition from praise using the attribute faithful? Sure. That's great. Gail, why don't you do one more praise? And then as a group leader, I will agree with that praise and then um, I'll transition into the confession. Okay, great. Okay. Father God, we come before you and praise you that you are faithful in all that you do, that you are faithful to your promises. And I praise you that that's not only true to me, but it's true to my kids and to my grandkids. Mm. Yes, Lord, I agree with what Gail tells us because you are a faithful God. Because of your great love, we are not consumed. Your compassions never fail. And Lord, in light of your compassion and your faithfulness, we go now into a time of quiet confession because you tell us in 1 John, you tell us if we confess our sins, you are faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Lord God, we come to you now in a time of quiet where you, your Holy Spirit, we ask you to search our hearts individually. Normally I would make it at least one to three minutes long. And there are times when our moms and prayer group ladies get together that the spirit desires me to actually take longer. And it might be me that needs more time, or it might be that I just (laughs) sense that there's a, a need for us to be in more quiet. And at the very end of that quiet, at the end of our confession, where we've in our own hearts and minds and souls 
have had that one-on-one with our Lord and Savior and asked for forgiveness, then I go back to remind all of us in God that we do stand on his promises that he is faithful to forgive us our sins. And from there, I will automatically go into, and because of his faithfulness, we have great reason to be thankful. And now we go into a time of thanksgiving for all the Lord has done. And that's how we transition. That's it. It's that easy. It's easy. Okay, so Gail, as a group leader, (laughs) I know this happens sometimes. What if someone confesses out loud? How do we respond as a group leader? Oh, that's a great question because sometimes that does happen, especially when you have new people in your group that aren't familiar with your format yet. But grace always reigns in Moms in Prayer. So when that does happen, I just stop and ask the Lord silently, okay, Lord, do I pause and stay silent and let our members have their silent time of confession with you because they know that is what phase we're in? Or is it time for me to move the group into Thanksgiving and just transition them? But either way, it's grace, grace, grace. But I got to tell you, Lee, that just like Pat did, I lead into it by verbally saying as a reminder that we're going to go into a time of silent confession as I transition into it. And so there really rarely is a problem with this because people remember the format. Mm -hmm. And I know that there have been times where we've needed that confession time to look a little bit different because somebody's weeping. And that's where we get to be sensitive as leaders to the spirit, right? Yes. Oh, definitely. That is exactly true. I love that the Holy Spirit leads this. And the leader, sensitive and asking the Holy Spirit, will hear what God has her to do. And each member has that opportunity as well, to be sensitive to where God is leading us. You guys... That was so easy. Thanks for helping us understand the nuts and bolts (laughs) and beginning of our hour of prayer. Is there anything else you've thought of as we've been talking that we missed? One of the things that I think is important to remember is that there might be times during confession that a woman may weep and the rest of us recognize that they're going through a difficulty. And that's also a time as a leader, you know that when your mom's in prayer hour is over, that tends to be a time that I, as a leader, would say, anyone who wants to stay, we would love to pray for you. And that often happens because women will recognize that my sister's hurting. Whatever that hurt is, we just want to pray over you. So because we want to stick with our moms in prayer hour and make it that it is focused on children and schools, there's opportunity to love with grace, love, and compassion on your sisters in prayer. Oh, that was so well said. Yep. Great point, Pat. It's a blessing, isn't it, you guys? (laughs) It is. And confession, sometimes women don't really understand what it is and the value of it. And because we are a discipleship ministry, we are training women how to communicate with God. And so confession is a really important part that leaders set the tone for and lead the way in. I love that about this ministry. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you guys, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Lee. If you have any follow-up questions, you can reach out to your local leadership or drop me a line at podcast at momsandprayer.org. See you next time.